Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for another episode of the RFR Rundown. This is where myself and my buddy Swag Jeff, we run down with some of the bigger Raider news stories of the week. And this week, we are going to get to the heels of free agency. But before we get to that, let's just make it official. Welcome to the show, Swag Jeff. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Glad to be here for episode two of RFR Rundown. That's right. This is Raiders. Oh, Raiders. Yeah, Raiders Fan Rundown or Raiders Raiders Fan Radio Rundown. Yeah. RFR Rundown. Whatever yeah. the heck it is. It's a lot of R's. It's a lot of Whatever Fs. we call it, you are here. And we're glad you're here for another episode. That's right. It's March 25th. And uh, so we we covered heavily free agency last week. Yeah, we did. And we're going to cover this week kind of the response, the overall media response to free agency, and frankly, some of your response to free agency. Because, yeah. Jeff, we found ourselves in a little bit of a uh, a social media crap storm, at, uh, I would say, in a, in a, a nice way. A little bit. A little bit. We've got a lot of feedback, and it's fine. Look, we're, this is a fan show. Jeff and I are fans. We have fan opinions, and yes. we welcome your fan opinion as well. So absolutely, and, and you know what? And families fight, and families fight. Families Brothers. argue. Families don't always have to agree. We love each other. That's but you know, hey, and you know what? Frankly, if we're all sitting around agreeing with each other all the time, then what do we got to talk about? Exactly. You know what I mean? So, uh, so definitely some fun stuff that we're going to get to uh, on tonight's RFR rundown. All right, so uh, let's just hit the big one off the top, Jeff. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about Marcus Mariota. So last week we covered 
the Raiders list of free agents and and Mariota of course was the one at the top of the list. Yes. Interestingly enough back last week we didn't have any contract details. So this week we got contract details and when I saw what the terms of this contract were it didn't scream back up to me. Now, I understand that the base salary and the guaranteed money is much in line with like what a Teddy Bridgewater got in New Orleans. Yes. I get it that we're not paying him starter money, but the details of this contract... It could become starter money. It sure could. Tell us about it. Swag. Yeah, absolutely. Two, two years, 17 and a half mil, uh, and I can't remember. I think he's guaranteed seven mil this year, I think. Um, but uh, this contract could potentially become a $47.5 million contract Shoo. if he becomes the starter and he makes a strong run in the playoffs. Right, so that's incentive-laden. So say he goes off and does something crazy like wins the Super Bowl, yeah. that's when all those incentives would kick in. But even aside from that, yes. just his overall positive performance, uh, he's going to have the opportunity to make a lot of money with this football team. Yeah. So now we now, have for months, have been saying... We thought Mariota would have been a good fit with the Raiders. Much, much time before this anything uh, this became official. Sure, and and people kind of wrote it off as oh well, these guys they live in Tennessee now and they get to see Titans games and they're close to yeah, it. Yeah, so and we and we've heard that in the last week. Well, that's what I was getting ready to set you up on. Is that uh, so, Jeff? What do you say to that? That and and I'll give you my. Uh, kind of a statement on it first. Sure. To the, to the to those of you that say, well, you guys are just supporting Marcus Mariota because you live uh, up, up there in Titans country and, and, and he's close proximity, blah, blah, blah. Look, I don't care who it is, frankly. And I mean that genuinely. It didn't matter to me if this is Jameis Winston, if this is uh, Nick Foles. It doesn't matter to me who the backup, quote, backup quarterback is coming in to work and challenge Derek for his position. What you've heard us say endless times on this show was that we support Derek Carr. Derek Carr is our quarterback, and he's my favorite quarterback in the NFL right now today. And I will support him endlessly until the day he is not. What also I think is prudent for the Raiders and what I think the Raiders think is prudent for the Raiders is that they're doing themselves a, a, dis, uh, a disservice if they don't create competition at that position to help drive Derek to be the best he's capable of being. I'm not talking about questioning the man's work ethic. I'm not questioning his dedication, but he is a freaking human being. And sometimes we need to be driven. We need to be pushed. And yeah. what pushes players in the NFL is competition. So it doesn't matter to me that it's Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota just happens to be the guy. So yes, I'm going to support him. Yes, I'm going to want to see him do well because guess what? He's a freaking Raider. Just like David, uh, David, just like Derek Carr is a Raider. So I'm going to support him. Does that mean that I want to see him win the job over Derek Carr? No, I just want to see someone get really good. If that's Derek being pushed to return to that 2016 greatness, then that's awesome. Like, uh, please, I, I wouldn't hate that a, for a bit. If that turns out that Derek doesn't play real well, Marcus wins the job and comes in and outperforms him, then great. Then I'm all about that too. Yeah. If they draft to a tag of and he beats those other two guys out and he's the guy, great. I'll love that too. I don't care who it is. I just don't like the idea of being complacent in where we're at. And right now, 
there's a lot of complacency amongst Raider Nation and where we're at right now in the quarterback position. You can lean on stats all you want, but when you look at wins and losses, you look at signature plays, you look at highlight reels, you look at the way that Derek Carr, quote, makes or doesn't make anybody better around him, I think there's an opportunity to be had. That's all this is. So I'm going to dismount my soapbox now. Swago, what do you say to that sentiment that's been really thrown in our face a lot this week? Yeah. yeah, I'll, like get, I'll get on mine for a sec. Okay, please. I'll get on mine for a sec. Please. You know what? We we say this all the time around here. As Raider fans, uh, in the fan cave, everywhere, we've heard it a billion times. The godfather himself, Al Davis, just win, baby. That's all I care about, dude. That is really all I care about. I'm not anti-car. We are not anti-car. We're not pro-Mariota. You know, we're, we're pro-Raiders at Amen. the end of the day. I love Derek Carr. I love him. He's like you said, he's my favorite quarterback right now. But you know who my second favorite quarterback is right now? Marcus, Marcus Mariota <laughs> or 1A. You yeah. know what I mean? Because guess what? They're both Raiders. I love them both. I love them both the same amount. They're both in silver and black. They're a part of our team, and I love both of them. And do I want either one to win the start? You know what? Let the bets let the best quarterback win. The best quarterback that's going to give us a chance to win on Sundays and on Thursdays and on Mondays is who I want to be the quarterback. I would love for Derek Carr to be the quarterback. I would love Marcus Mariota to be the quarterback. I don't care. As long as we have like a higher number on the left side than the right on wins, then I don't care. Absolutely. I don't care. Absolutely. And you know what? And and you talked about uh you talked about that we talked about a long time ago that Mariota would kind of be a pretty good fit. Well, Mariota kind of felt the same way. Yeah, what do you have to say? He kind of felt the same way. He did say, uh, look, first and foremost, before I say anything else, this is Derek's team. And he's talking to uh, he's talking to a guy at KHON in his hometown in Hawaii. Okay. And he says, I understand that going in. For me, my priorities going into free agency was to be a part of a team that I felt could bring the best out in me. And whatever happens, whatever comes of that, I'm ready for. But I do know that playing the starting playing as a starting quarterback in the NFL uh, is uh, is going to be is, for that spot is not easy for anyone to do. And I think when it comes down to it, a strong, stable, supportive quarterback room makes that job a whole lot easier for everyone. That's just what we have to do. I'm going to do my best to support Derek in every possible way, and along with that, I'm going to try to become the best player I can be and see where that see what happens. So, uh, the two things that. Uh, that led to Mariota deciding to come to Vegas to come be a Raider was uh, was the number one of stability, and I and we know being that we're thirty minutes down the road, he hasn't had a whole lot of that in his career. No, uh, in, nor in did his, Derek early on. No, nor did Derek early on. So they kind of feel each other's pain a little bit. They know what happens, but uh, he wanted to be a part of an organization that had a stable head coach, a stable front office staff, and a stable, honestly, probably stable coordinators because. I mean, Mariota has had several in his career, and I know Derek has as well. Absolutely. So stability is key, and also he wanted to be a part of a coaching staff that could bring the best out in him. And we saw that with uh, with the QB camp with Gruden. Uh, it seemed like they clicked well, and I think he see, he saw that and said, hey, you know what, I want to be a part of it again. Absolutely. Couldn't, you know? Could not agree more. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff, great points. And uh, so, you know, not only are – we high uh, an opinion on bringing Mario into the Raiders, but also uh, a lot of the analysts are as well. Uh, and I'll, just to give you one example, Steve Weish on NFL Network uh, had this to say. 
First off, adding Marcus to that team is big for a team coming into that market. First off, Las Vegas is also known as the Ninth Island because a number of Polynesian players in that city. And Marcus Mariota is really beloved among the Polynesian community. Also, though, now this is where I'm going to go off the reservation. Let's say Tua Tungvaloa happens to fall to the Raiders. Uh-huh. They, don't mean, they may not make a move, mm. but let's say he falls there. Where do we hear you that? You know who guided Tua in high school? Marcus Mariota. Uh-huh. Tua went to the same high school in Hawaii, St. Louis High School, as Marcus Mariota because Marcus had been such a mentor for Tua since he was in youth league football. So should something like that play out? I don't think the Raiders are reaching for it, but should that scenario play out, Having, having someone like uh, Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota to possibly guide Tua into that transition could be just an ideal locker room should they make that type of switch down the road. You know, I tweeted and I put on our Facebook, Derek, Marcus, and Tua makes a heck of a quarterback room. Heck yeah, it does. And how many people like laughed at me on that? I'm like... Y'all got to read the tea leaves on this thing. Yeah. Like, there, you know what I mean? Like, look at the way, take your fandom for player out of it and look at it structurally from an organizational perspective. What makes sense? Now, I'm not saying that the Raiders are going to haul off and draft Tua. What I am saying, though, is that there's an opportunity for them to get him at a value type position in the draft. Don't be shocked if the Raiders go out and, and grab him. And, Speaking of that, and and this is kind of on the heels of this, and and I'll and I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it after this, and I'll move on to something else. I'll let Jeff finish it up. But in terms of the whole idea of like supporting Derek, you know, endlessly and and blindly or whatever you want to say, this is the same way I felt about the the fans that were behind Mac. It's the same way I felt about the the fans that were behind Cooper and the people that are like, I'm not going to root for the Raiders anymore if they trade Khalil Mack. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. Uh, You'll never, ever in a social media post or an uh, an online exchange or face-to-face convince me of any kind of way to budge off of my Raiders fandom for a player. Jeff, you know what it is when you follow a leader of an organization, like say in a, in a church or religious type setting, if you follow that person and not the faith itself in its entirety, what do you call that? Yeah. I mean, you could argue that that's called a cult. It's a cult. Well, I'm not going to be the cult of car. I wasn't the cult of Mac. I wasn't even the cult of Stabler. My all time favorite player in the history of the Raiders became an oiler. I didn't stop being a Raider fan. Right. I didn't lash out. I look, I didn't like it. Right. But listen, you, you, you're, you, I get supporting your guy, but you support him as long as he's your guy. And if he's not the guy and he's not generating the desired results, which is what, like Jeff said, wins and losses, then I'm sorry. I'm not going to be the cult of car because he's our all time passing leader. Yes. When you take into account the rule changes that, that have happened, now you're going to have a 17 game schedule. You know, like everything is favorable to many quarterbacks not just Derek Carr but and I don't disrespect Carr this is not a knock against him right. it's just that look the Raiders are bigger than a player or even a couple of players to me they're bigger sure. than a coach they're bigger than John Madden they're bigger than even Al Davis even though Al Davis is the ultimate embodiment of the organization even he knew that the greatness of the Raiders was in its future even he understood that the Raiders were bigger than him yes. well that's what my fandom is it's bigger than freaking Derek Carr car so yes. anybody that any of the interactions that we have on social media look i love the guy hear me loud and clear 
I love the guy. I think he's an excellent mentor. I wish he was a better clutch player at times. I'm sorry. If that makes me a bad fan, well, then I'll own it. Like, I mean, because I just want him to be better. I want him to be better in those clutch situations. I want him to be better than 0-6 in Kansas City. Yes. I want him to be better than 2-10 and all time against the Chiefs. I want him to be better than his performance in cold weather games. I want him to be better than throwing pick sixes to Marcus Peters, who grabs his junk on the way to the end zone and punks the entire city of Oakland. If that doesn't piss you off, then I'm sorry. I got nothing for you because that's not going to be me i'm going to be a raider fan and it's going to drive me nuts until we get better so that's it i'm done take us home swago and then move us on to a new subject yes um a word that keeps coming into my head complacency don't be complacent raider nation look i love Derek carr because i'm a raider fan but let's not forget like what you said Derek carr is not bigger than the raiders you don't have to to blindly support this guy and lick his boots and all that stuff just because he's our quarterback and because he's the all-time leader. Because when you look at who it was, who he beat out for that, Stabler, that was in a time where it was a lot more running-oriented league. Well, now it's passing. Now it's passing. So you see a lot of these guys currently in the NFL probably breaking the all-time records because that's just the way the NFL is now. But, you know, don't be complacent. We can always improve. If Mariota can push Derek Carr back to greatness, perfect. But you know what? Let's not forget what we're all a fan of and all, what we all love, and that's the Raiders. Amen. And Amen. Let, yeah. And yeah. Well just, said. Well there you said. go. All right. Let's talk about free agency. Let's go to the next one. All right. So uh, we had a fun talk last week about, uh, about some of the other free agents that were signed. One of them being Jason Witten. Yes. And, and this is not an I told you so moment of the podcast, but I just want to just uh, bring this up because I, I, it's nice that when you have an opinion on something and then you hear it reflected back in national media, here's a fan in our my bonus room. It's kind of fun, right? It's pretty cool. So one of the things that, that Swaggo and I talked about were that the Jason Witten signing was not an X's and O's signing. This was not a, yes, he's going to, uh, Jason Witten is going to be a red zone target. Yes, he's still got great hands. Yes, he's still got uh, a little bit of skill but the majority of the reason that they signed him was for leadership and then here it is gets spelled right out again on nfl network yeah you got to remember too foster moreau the young rookie out of lsu right. last year played very well at tight end for the raiders so they've got three big time tight ends but uh my thing when i look at this signing this just to me says leadership you're just trying to bring some leaders into the building and you bring over rod marinelli who knows jason witten having been around him for a very long time there with the dallas cowboys he knows what he brings to the locker room in that regard i have to believe uh, that's more than what you're going to get on the field this is about bringing in jason witten the leader into this organization yeah absolutely Jason Witten is a great leader. He's a great captain. And John Gruden, the head coach, he's a big culture guy. And so he understands how important it is to build that right culture on offense and on defense. And bringing in a guy like Witten, who's going to be solid as a blocker, he's going to be solid as a pass catcher, but he's going to be a great locker room guy is a perfect move, especially when you're talking about bringing in a veteran at a reasonable number. You can really add some great synergy within that offense, bringing in a guy like Jason Witten. Yeah, I I dig that, man. You know, I, I like what he said right there, building the culture. Building the culture of the Raiders and, you know, just building just building kind of from the ground up because, you know, I mean, in these last few years, we've improved a whole lot. But, you know, you know, adding these pieces like a Witten, it's uh, it, it's really cool. It's really cool. What do you think, Mark? Absolutely. You know, and uh, one of my favorite sayings, and it's, it's it oftentimes it kind of gets overused nowadays, but it's it's really good. 
uh, and that is culture eats strategy for breakfast. And the idea is that you can have all the str- uh, strategic uh, initiatives you want. You and I can sit here and plan everything, right? Yes. We can, you, can, you can put together the biggest and baddest plan in the world. If you don't have the culture of your organization to execute that plan and to execute in a way that strives for greatness, then it doesn't matter what you put together. It, none of it matters. It, uh, there's another saying that's a really fun one that I love. It's Mike Tyson. Everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Exactly. Now what are you going to do? What's, exactly. the, what's, your, what's your internal culture? What's going to drive you? You get slugged in the face. What are you going to do? You're going to exactly. ball up and cry about it? Or are you going to go back? You know what I mean? Like, so the whole idea of, of influence or bringing in players like this, of this caliber with this level of leadership to influence the younger guys, the younger, like you have two young guys, Darren Waller and Foster Moreau. Like, yes, like they are by at least at all accounts right now going to be huge building blocks for this Raiders offense going forward. Yes. Regardless of who the quarterback is. Yeah. Those two guys are going to be, I mean, that's, that's, you could argue that those two guys are, Probably the best tight end duo that the league has almost ever seen. I mean, I mean, well, I wouldn't go ever seen. I mean, well, and I, mean, I know, but in, like, a, in a long time. Well, no one likes to bring him up now because it was so crazy. But Hernandez and Hernandez Gronk, Gronk were was pretty, pretty freaking dominant. You know what I mean? And there and there's been others throughout the history of the league. But I hear you though. I, I feel you. And like, but that could be our next. You know, our twin towers. Like those could be our two yeah. guys. And. And so, you know, who better to bring in than someone like Jason Witten to yes. mentor those guys? Absolutely. Well, uh, and, you, and you look and you look, think about think about what happened about a year ago. Think about who we brought in a year ago. Number 84, oh Antonio Brown. You think about a guy like that. Expunge that, that from the record. Yeah, well, <laughs> me me especially. Yeah. Some of my bank account. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but you know, he uh think about bringing in a guy like that to go into the offseason, into training camp, into the season. Now imagine a guy like Jason Witten. Yes. I mean, think those two, the difference is in a year. Bringing in a guy like Witten He's going to set the culture, not a guy like not Antonio a guy Brown. Like Antonio I mean, Brown. think about yes. the tight knit that this team is going to be bringing in guys like that. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, that's a great point, Jeff. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. I, I really like the signing a lot. I think this is going to be a good one. And anytime you get player coaches on the field, Heck you know, yeah. guys that can transfer knowledge. I mean, absolutely. Especially we're looking at look, we've already got relatively young wide receiving core also, and so you're going to bring and probably you're going to draft another wide receiver this year, like at least one. At least one. So, oh man, how cool would it be if we draft two? Oh. <laughs> you know, that when I first got floated out there, I was like, man, that's kind of crazy. But now after thinking about it, like if you could go Judy and Rugs or Lamb and Rugs like and just set it and forget it for the next 10 years. Yeah, right. Like, that's pretty freaking cool. Those, those two guys and then Renfro in the slot. Holy cow. Dang, dude. Like, that's... And then where do you put Tyrell Williams? <laughs> I don't know. Back in San Diego, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Which, and they won't. And I'm being silly. But, like, you know, I mean, yeah. that whole idea, though, man, like, that's, that's pretty strong. That's yep. pretty strong. Okay. All right. Let's go to one more. So let's go to uh, our, uh, our good friend, MJ Acosta. Oh. We're, we're big friends of I'm big fans of MJ. Uh, we're friends. <laughs> we friends. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, 
All right, next up, let's go back to the NFL Network. Let's listen to a uh, friend of the show. Oh. Yeah, MJ Costa. She breaks yes. down the uh, the Raiders' free agency as a whole. Yes, yeah, she did. Corey Littleton. One of the many defensive moves surrounding the Raiders on Tuesday, Littleton really stood out to me the most. He had 26 passes defended. That's over the past three seasons, which I believe is the most by any linebacker in the NFL in that time frame. It just really brings that 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 structure and that anchor that they need um, to really start building on that side of the ball. In, in addition, I also really like Carl Nassib from Tampa. He brings experience to a defensive line, especially to a duo you might know by Salt. Hey, I'm going to stop it right here because you, this is exactly what you said last week. Yes. About how, how Nassib will compliment yes. uh, Farrell and uh, Farrell and, uh, and, and Max. Yes, Max. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Great call on that one, Swaggo. And Pepper, no, not the uh, rap group, but rather Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell. That's what they named oh, themselves nice. last year. They're going into that second season with the silver and black. Crosby, by the way, had an incredible season, finished with 10 sacks. Still some things that he needs to clean up there, but his attack and that speed really stood out to me. So I think having the seed there uh, will really bring a push to these younger guys and start to bring more of that speed, more of the attack off the edge, uh, that pass rush that John Gruden says is so crucial, as we know. All right, great stuff there from MJ. Yeah, man, you know we got to get a pass rush going this year. You know, it's it's uh, it's really it's right after uh, you know right after quarterback, it's it's edge rush. I mean, that's the you know the kind of the the, the hierarchy always in my mind has been you know you got to have a great quarterback to win in the NFL to compete against a team with a great quarterback. You got to get to that quarterback, so you yes. got to have edge rushers. Next up, you got to protect your quarterback from the edge rushers, so it's left tackle. Right. Like that's kind of like the way that it's worked down. Yeah. I've never gotten past the three because I'm not that big of a thinker. But like so it's a big deal to generate a pass rush from the edge. That's frankly something we've missed in trading Khalil Mack was that Mack was that closer for us. Mack was that guy that when the Raiders had a three point lead with two minutes left in the game and the other team had the ball, he was the guy to go in there and get that sack to yep. force them to call a timeout or run out a whole bunch of the clock. Like he was the guy to do that. Yes. And we've missed that closer on defense. I'm not saying that uh, Nassib is going to be that guy, but hopefully he will open it up for Crosby yeah, for a pair of or Farrell to be that guy. Yeah, right? absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the, we talked about it last week that Nassib kind of, he's, he's kind of a hybrid player. He's a player that can, can bounce around to different positions. He can play interior. He can play exterior. He can play outside linebacker. He can do all those things. And that will free up a guy like Cleland Farrell to show why he was the number four overall pick last year. Absolutely. All right. So, um, Last week we didn't cover uh, a couple guys that were that because they just got signed this week. Yeah. Uh, so one is uh, Nelson Aguilar, who you know kind of had a history of the dropsies, um, which you know as Raider fans we're really sensitive to that. Yeah. So that signing is curious. I, I feel like that's one of those kind of signings where they'll bring him in. The, well, if we have a training camp, they'll give him a training camp see how he looks kind of, and then determine whether he ultimately makes the roster or not. Yeah. Cause they got him for like eight bucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They signed him. To, yeah. It's a, it's a one year, one mil and like 800,000 guaranteed or something Which like that. Is so it's extremely change. inexpensive, but the guy had a good couple seasons prior 17 and 18. I mean, he, he w was good. Well, but he had the drops. Well, like yeah. His stats look good, but then he had the drops to go sure. along with it. So that's sure. the that's the challenge. Um, so it'd be curious to see how he goes there. But here's my favorite. Uh, yeah. 
And and look, we don't partake around here, but I know many in Raider Nation does, and God bless you. Go knock yourself out. Well, yeah. But uh, okay, there's only going to be one jersey that's going to outsell the Will Compton Compton jersey, the Raiders Compton jersey, and that's the Cush jersey. Oh, oh my gosh! What num- <laughs> what number does he wear? I have no idea. It doesn't uh, matter. If it's Cush sixty nine, they'll sell a jillion of those oh absolutely you know what i'm saying absolutely absolutely so uh yeah speaking of netflix and chill over there right like i mean oh I'm, absolutely yeah so the kush jersey the kush so what is he he's a guard right from yep. cleveland yeah, is that right? yeah i think he, he last played in cleveland um and he's he's all in already he is he's all in already he's he's taken to twitter and he's uh photoshopped a photo of oh, no. him uh wearing the the raider eye patch and he goes hey uh, where's my eye patch already? I need to get one. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's all he's all about it. Nice. Okay, so he was. Oh, this guy's been around. So he was a Brown most recently. Yes, as I mentioned. Then he, he played was, in Chicago, I think. He was right before that, and then he was a Ram. He was a Texan. He was a Panther. That was all in the same year. Actually, no. Holy crap. Okay, this dude was with the Chiefs in 2013. Played with the Chiefs till 2015. Then he went to the Bucks, the Panthers, the Texans, and the Rams, and and before he settled in 2015. And then to the to the Bears in 2016, two years there, one year in Cleveland, and then now he's he's cushioned with the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Okay, so, so pretty well. Co- yeah, well, so we'll see. I, this is depth, right? It's got to be. That's all this is. It's got to be. This is depth. This is your. Uh, should we move on from Gabe Jackson? Yes. Uh, who else do we got there? David Sharp. Uh, yeah, uh, good. Uh, Denzel Good will mix in. Uh, so yeah, that's what this is. This mm-hmm. is a guy that can give him a little bit of depth uh, on the interior line spot there. So all right, good stuff, uh, Swago. Yes. All right, what else? Uh, we got anything left to you want to hit before we get out of here? No, that's it, man. No, okay, I can't wait to hear what the feedback is on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get mad. Don't get mad, everybody. Look, we love everybody. We love everyone on this team, and we just want to win. Don't you? Right. Don't you know, you? and if it doesn't bother you, some of these plays and decisions and and I'm not even talking about just Derek. I'm going to even move away from that. Yeah, I'm not even talking about just picking on Derek. I'm talking about, you know, the entirety of the Raiders organization. When you see the way that Whitehead would give up, you know, big plays in coverage or whoever, you know, yes. like that should piss you off yes. frankly and if it doesn't piss you off yeah then what the hell are you rooting for exactly when you know what and i'm gonna go back to Marietta for just a second please no go ahead because uh because being that he was a part of my former fandom i saw him make mistakes and he makes mistakes so i'm not saying that he the guy is perfect but when you got a guy like Derek carr and we keep going back to the word complacently complacency uh challenging for a position you know lighting a fire under you a little bit would you rather have Derek Carr play as a starting quarterback with Mike Glennon as the backup or Nate Peterman as the backup or Deshaun Kaiser as the backup? Or do you want a guy like Marcus Mariota that you know can be a starter in this league? You know, I'm not yeah. saying that he's going to take the position, but I mean, who? I'm, let, me, point, let me rephrase Jeff. the question. Let me rephrase the question. Who do you think or how, do you think Derek Carr will play harder with a backup like Mariota or a backup like Glennon or a backup like uh, Matt McGloin or Connor Cook or whoever. He's going to play harder because he knows that the guy right behind him started his entire career until, you know, week six of last year. I mean, the guy's hungry and he wants to get back out there and be a starter as well. So, you know, however way, whatever, way you, lo- point. whatever way you look at this, it's, it's a positive. It's positive. 
Yeah, or would you rather have we we, we traded Derek Carr and brought in Philip Rivers? Yeah, you know what I mean, kidding. or Tom Brady, exactly. Or what, like, you know what I mean? Like, you think exactly. about like the Raiders had to do something. They were they were obligated to explore another avenue at the quarterback position. Yes. So this, I think, is best case scenario for them and for us as fans, frankly. And not and they don't make decisions based on us as fans, but for all the other scenarios that we could have found ourselves in. Like it's a good this situation. This isn't a bad man. one to be in, y'all. Like, and so let's all let's support them all, whether it's four, whether it's eight, or whether it's you know twelve. When they bring into a, hey. you know what I mean? Like, we're gonna support them all. So yeah. Uh, all right, man. That was fun. That was fun. All right, we love you, Raider Nation. We'll see you next week on the RFR Rundown. Peace. Hey, everybody. This is your old Uncle Mosh from RFR Live, and I got a little question for you. You ever want to talk about the best ice cold service that you just finished? Or you want to banter with your crew about all the good and the bad in the nation? The Raider Nation, that is. Well, you can do all this and much more on the Mojo Pod Show. That's right, the Mojo Pod Show, where you get riveting conversation, straightforward reviews about your favorite suds, and an honest approach to everything Raiders football. That's Mojo Pod Show on Murph's Fan Cave Podcast Network. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com save. Betterhelp.com save. Got it. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, Our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, Our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.